Hello and thank you for joining us on a brand new episode of the Net Zero Heating Show. In this episode, we are joined by one of the leading women in the heating industry, someone who is a familiar face in the merchant sector and also understands installers through and through as she's training to be a level 3 gas engineer. Emma Morris is an underfloor heating and renewable sales consultant at ETUP Wings Distributors. I'm very much looking forward to chatting with Emma to learn more about her career and her take on the home heating sector. Hi Emma, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So if we can start at the beginning, where did you begin and how did you start out your career? In the plumbing and heating world, it wasn't actually that long ago, believe it or not. So as you know, Darren's always been in that world. Um, From school, Darren's been in that world. I actually started off as a baker. I started off at my dad's bakery. Okay. Um, Kept there with by what I realised a bit later was mental health, really. Just didn't think that I was going to be able to do anything else. Uh, Left there, had a, a turbulent couple of years. Because I didn't know what to do. I had all this energy. I didn't know where to put it. And then I started getting involved in about 2017 with what Darren was doing. Um, showed a little bit of interest then. We were using Williams & Co. in Manchester at, at first for all our plumbing and heating. And they actually took me on in 2018. Forever grateful for giving me the chance. And um, loved Williams Manchester. Grew it. A little bit of a baby. We all did as a team. And um, yeah, a, a couple of months into that, I realised that I was going to do me gas. So I started doing gas engineering in 2018. Very quickly realised that I wanted the renewable side of the things. So, but then realised I had to complete my gas engineering because I hadn't been on the tools for long enough to be able to go on to do my renewable engineering. So that is where I'm at because my gas engineering was supposed to be completed in March. That's delayed at the minute there's a few things going on a few tutors have left and it kind of went from there I've just developed I just, I just realized that when I started with Williams and all the different things going on that how interested I was with it even the fittings the boilers all the different things with it I just realized how interested I was and as I'm sure you know as your brain takes on what you're interested in so I just every single manufacturer's course because nobody would take me because I wasn't a gas engineer I decided to just self-teach until I had the relevant qualifications, what I needed. Proved them all a little bit wrong and then people were throwing manufacturers' courses at me, so... <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> it proves how putting the hard work in, you, you get to yeah. that. Yeah, oh God, yeah. The... yeah, 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 hard work. I, I literally sat down with my children and said, like, mummy's been here all your life, but now I've just got to take a few years to up my game and then life will be even better again, so... That's where I'm at. No, you've got you've got to follow your dreams. Yeah, yeah. Just I'm sorry it took me so long to realise what they were really, but now we all get there, don't we? It's amazing what you can do in a short space of time. Today you're an underfloor heating and renewable sales consultant at Tupman's. Indeed, I am. When do you decide to make the move from the tools to the merchant counter, and what training have you undertaken on the way? Um. So on the tools, I love the tools. I absolutely love being on the tools. It's widely known. So I was on the tools while I was at Williams as well and then I only really come off the tools when I come to eat uplings and what's funny is um I started chatting with well I started chatting with Ross one of the managing directors here about something totally unrelated through a mutual friend and he suggested that they had work here at uplings but at that point it was sales so it was like no I'm you know I'm good where I am I'm doing engineering that's the field I'm pushing I'm going through that 
So then he'd suggested that they wanted to open a renewables department here, which they didn't already have. They were selling like bits of heat pumps and things like that, but they didn't have like a full consultancy here. I actually realised the more I looked at it that I knew more than what I thought I did. Underestimated myself a little bit there. And then they just offered me, this is this will be your department. You will grow it. You will do what you need to do with it to make it what it needs to be. So after about six weeks, I decided to join these guys to be able to go on site and advise and everything else that comes with a consultancy, really. So it, well, I wasn't looking. It kind of found me a little bit. So it was a little bit of a five, four, three, two, one decision where I just did it. Wasn't even sure if it was the right decision, to be honest, but absolutely the right decision. Everyone's amazing here. Not just saying that, I'm plugging them. They are, are all amazing here and yeah, they look after all the staff amazingly. The trade days we attended are certainly well turned out and the support you've yeah, got from the yeah. installer following is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Does Darren um, bring you out onto the tools when he's in need of help or you've a day off? He's got absolutely no patience with me on the tools. I don't And you can emphasise that. that. No, 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 he's not. Yeah. <laughs> I've, not I've not really done any of my work or portfolio with Darren. Having met Darren, you, you certainly bounce off each other really well. It's a really yeah, good dynamic. Yeah, we do. And it, that is probably, it's probably for that reason. But yeah, he's, 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 he's very good at his game and he doesn't like being slowed down. It's his patience more than anything. Of course, of course he will take the time. But um, he's not a teacher, Matt. He's not a teacher. <laughs> For those listeners who don't know, what do e-tubbling do? Yeah, well, we're actually, we don't have branches, we're a distributor. But we're a distributor with a little bit of a difference because we offer technical support and we offer full consultancy. So we don't just sell a product, we'll we'll help you through the whole journey from beginning to end. So um, my actual uh, title is Renewable Consultant, which we have merged the underfloor heating and the renewable department together here so that we're one big department because that all works hand in hand. So I will, we aim to, we only work with merchants, we don't work with installers. Our partners and our customers are merchants. So what we will do is we are trying to educate the merchant whilst selling the, the renewable products. We are more than happy to take their customer and work on their behalf, do site visits, help them along the way and educate them a little bit as much or as little as they want which is the same as what we do with the merchant. I'll go in, I'll do a little bit of trade counter training if they want that, just to help them ask the right questions and answer the right questions when they're getting inquiries over the trade counter from the installers. But we will, if needed, we will take that customer from the absolute beginning, literally until that job is fully installed. So that's the difference with us. We, we, we're here to help that merchant, you know, still facilitate without having to have a full knowledge of the renewable, you know, um, sector. But that, that's, that's what our aim is, to help them and to educate a little bit. So we try to educate our merchant trade councils as well. So it's just us at the minute, growing massively, based in Warrington. I say just us, we're a distribution Distributors don't normally have branches anyway, so we're just a massive distribution centre in Warrington. Growing arms and legs. We've employed 11 new staff since the beginning of the year because we're we're building plastics predominantly as well as underfloor heating, hot and cold plumbing um, and the renewables. So, But again, it's the same service throughout. We want to be able to look after that customer where other people don't really. So 
my my idea is take that customer, get the plans, work out what size heat pump and everything they need, whether it be through EPC plans, insulation levels and everything else. Um, if they need us to go on site, some people don't, some people do. If they need us to come on site, we'll come on site. Um, and then just look after them every step of the way that they need to, really. You'll find that a lot of the time they've built that little bit of confidence up by the time they've installed in and you might not, you know, you might not hear from them and then they'll come back to us and we'll then inform the merchant that the customer's come back to us. We'll never deal directly with the installer. We'll inform the merchant that that customer's come back to us and we'll just repeat the same process. As a leading female figure in our sector, have you had to overcome any challenges in your career which male colleagues may not have encountered? So many. So many. One, one of the, remember one of the stories, and it's not really a challenge, but it's one of the things that sticks in my head. I went to work at Williams and had been out and had brought them a boiler and everything else. And the customer actually phoned work and asked them why they had a female working wow. for them in that sector. Wow. <laughs> Which my boss at the time at Williams took it amazing. Like the mocking was, was amazing. And he actually phoned and, you know, you know you've got a, a, a female who's just carried a boiler in why and it was just you know down to suggestion boxes that should be wearing skirts <laughs> on site all kind of, but it's like the underestimation i started enjoying that to be honest but you know what i've had just i've had more support more support than i have challenges to be honest because you okay. just you, you know you can let the first couple affect you but after that it's just i'm just going to be better than what you are was my attitude towards it no that's the way forward do you feel there's still that stigma there? Um, women in the industry shouldn't be in the industry? Uh, yeah, I do. I do think there's a lot of people that will never change their mind on that. I really do. They just don't see that women have got the same mental capabilities. But there's some women feel that way as well. It's not just men. There's some women have got that. I've even had women kind of suggest to me that I had one lady say to me that I was a bad example because I was letting females think they could do whatever job they wanted. And that was too me. That wasn't even something she thought and then said to somebody else. That's something she openly said to my face. I feel more women will probably follow you into the industry on the back of your social media coverage. I've, I've not done as much on there recently. But in the background, I'm actually I'm doing the Heat Geek course. I'm doing that at the minute. So that's oh, fantastic. That's very time consuming um, alongside other tra- bits. Of, let's say bits of training. That's training that I can come in and out of. I'm kind of ploughing into the heat geek course which is which is amazing for the heating industry if if people aren't doing that then you know the, the deepened understanding it gives you of how to actually design and how to bring forward how to make systems more efficient it's it's crazy not to be doing that but the guys are certainly pushing the way forward with that yeah absolutely so but so social media has taken a little bit of a step back because it was either social media or my family because that's the only two things <laughs> that I've got any kind of time so family has to win yeah I've got a couple of accounts out there that people don't know it's me behind it um, okay. that I'm doing for other people so I'm keeping on that and um my own's took a back step for the minute but I will come back I will be back oh good stuff we look forward to that so for us to learn a bit more about what you do in your current role can you share a typical day if there is such a thing. Oh, there's no two days the same here. So it's like, it's this week. Um, I've been training with uh, the air source heat pump. But yesterday was a day in the office. The other two days I've spent like training. E-Tupling gave me a couple of days to get on top of my training, what I'm doing in the background. So um, I had all that going on. And then 
it's like you move up, then I can, I can be on site. So it'll be, I'll come in, there'll be emails there, plans to look at, plans to scale, working out heat pump sizes. The Grant eLearning Academy has a zone which is dedicated to merchants, offering a selection of free on-demand courses and tutorials about renewable technologies, including air source heat pumps, underfloor heating, cylinders and solar thermal systems. To sign up, merchant colleagues should head to grantelearning.com and enter the enrolment key PODCAST23M to create an account. Years in the heating sector, it's safe to say it's changed somewhat, especially more recently. What's your take on our industry today and how will it move forward? I I think it's definitely an industry that will... uh, It's never stayed in one place. Never. And it never will stay in one place. It's ever-changing. But I think um, the biggest change is going to be the installers, the engineers, because unless they come forward, it's going to slow everything else down. Um, I think, don't think people realise that regardless, they've got to go with the way the industry's moving. Um, it's, it, you know, it might not be something now that they feel like they need to be in, but they'll just be in a race to the bottom when it comes to it. You know, it'll be, they've got to, they've got to, move with it they really have i'm with you i think people need to embrace it get trained out they have to whether you know whether they want to or not they they either do it now or you know they do it while a million other people don't want to do it and they're up against you know they're up against them you're all racing for the same job then yeah this is it you're all racing for the same job but um i feel feel like the awareness is growing massively which is great of designing systems properly i think that's a massive a massive key not using heat sources as big as what's needed, educating. Um, I think there are some people that will just take a full step back away from the game rather than move forward. Unless you've actually moved with the with the trade as it's moved, unless you've moved with it and taken everything on board as everything's changed, mm-hmm. you know, then it is going to be a massive fight and it is going to be a whole lot of training again. But, you know. Renewable heating is your specialism now. What are the most common questions or comments that you hear from customers on a daily basis? Do you know what? It, it's always, I don't mean to sound, it's always the, the most basic of questions. You'd be, I just don't feel like there's much in the way of knowledge mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. I mean, in some cases, it's absolutely mammoth amounts of knowledge where people have just took this on. But I feel like people feel silly approaching about the basics. That's honestly what I feel like, that they, they feel like people are going to judge them because they don't know the absolute basics. But, I mean, you have to start somewhere. And it's like I, I'm, I'm pushing that. I try to push school leaving age. I know that's like my way about to say about the questions, but I feel like like young teens, and especially female young teens, I feel like school leavers don't feel like they've got a place in the industry. It's not, it's not taught. One of the best skills that some of these kids could come out of school with is engineering it's apprenticeships and things like that yeah it seems to be a one-line stream of education where this, this it seems to be these four different routes and four different ways they can go if they've not got their own initiative there's four ways that they're going to send them you know they're going to send them to office work they're going to send them to you know, sort of, you know this it's minimal unless the kids got their own direction they're not going to be pushed in that way no, that's no offence to the schools, but I've got two girls and I'm trying to, I'm just trying to push Millie a little bit. She's my oldest, she's 18 
and I'm, I'm she's looking at heat loss calculation and design at the minute my youngest I feel like she's going to be more hands-on I feel like even if it's electrical or something like that is the way that she starts to I feel like she's going to be more on site um and I'd love it I'd love them I'd love them to come into the industry especially off the back of what they've seen me do you know that that's kind of well of course we can do that yeah being 20 years in it's an industry that once you're in um you don't often leave uh, there's some fantastic no, no, people this... you meet on the way absolutely there's so many arms and legs there's so many different ways you can go you know you've been on the tools you you can come off the tools you can go on to surveying you can you know there's so many different different ways that you can that you can go with it but there's so many people open to training and help they've just got to get past that first initial ask and that first initial question you know that's i'm sure there's a lot of engineers that feel a little bit silly sat at home because they feel like they don't know they, they haven't got a knowledge of it but you know, I'd love to find them all, <laughs> knock on all the doors, but it's. Um, I think that's what holds it back a little bit as well, lack of knowledge and people feeling like they've been in the industry for 20 years and, you know, they don't want to be seen to be retraining. They feel like people think that they all should already know all this, but it's, you know, 90% of the industry doesn't doesn't know how to, you know, blend the way into the renewable industry. No, and I feel it's important, the leading lights and the people that are pushing it like yourself are encouraging people to come along in the transition not to be scared of it not to not ask no there's there's so many times where i thought mentally i you know i can't do this and then it was i've been massively held back by mental health and not even minor mental health major mental health you know once you can find i think there's a lot of people stuck in mental health issues that aren't directing themselves i found that once i directed myself and find what it was that i wanted everything else moved aside yeah Everything bad moved aside for the good. The fog clears. Yeah, and this this is it. But it took me a long time to realise that. So find that little bit of a passion and everything will correct itself for me. I know it's hard for people to believe that, but... No, no, it's um, I, I get it. I get it. Um, when it comes to the renewable heating sector and looking at technologies available today and those that may be available in the future, what products are your customers most interested in learning about? air source it's the air source even ground source i feel has took a little bit of a step back now since you know the efficiencies are pretty much matched between the air source and the ground source but i feel like it's predominantly air source and where that's going and it's interesting to see because a lot of people put off air source units by because of the size and the outdoor unit so now if you you know you've not got to look hard and we're finding air source heat pumps being invented that can go into roof space that can actually go into a roof in the tiles and you know they can heat small areas and it's 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 crazy even in five years the difference that we're going to see with the air source and how much easier they are to place and it's like the the, the, another problem what i come across is people needing cylinder space as well as the space outside for Mm -hmm. the air source and i know we, we talk about hydrogen and everything else but that's it's air source for me i think no i'm with you on that yeah what sort of growth have you experienced as a business when it comes to renewables? Growth's massive, even because you'd be finding that you were getting a lot of quotes in. You'd be getting quotes in and you'd be doing this and then a lot of people were either staying with gas or were very sceptical about the cost. I've found that I've had to uneducate to re-educate a lot, kind of try and get rid of all the thoughts that people have heard from the friend up the road that's had something done that doesn't work to kind of tell them, but it can work, we can do it right, we can do this. 
But absolutely, it's like the beginning of this year, what we come back to in January after the, after the Christmas break here was phenomenal. It was, it was crazy, not just on the air source, but on the underfloor, which led us to make the decision to employ more people. Um, but yeah, the growth, the growth's huge. The growth's huge. It's like I watched the quotes double week by week. You know, you so say when you first started, you'd be you'd have a, a quote a day, and then you're on two quotes a day, and and now it's at a point where it's um, you know I think I've filed five quotes off today. So and I've got and I'm, I've yet to go back to my laptop and carry on. So I'm just watch my emails ping through. <laughs> so, what do you think is driving the growth in renewables? I'd like to say that I thought it was um, a love for the environment, but I don't think it is. It's, I think a lot of it is the fact that, yes, the government have this little bit of um, of a grant out there, which people are thinking. I think that people that have got the boilers coming to a bit of an end, because the £5,000 grant's there, it's actually not going to cost them that much more to look into the heat pump side of things. But I think there's a lot of people kind of lost because people are only ever going to put the horror stories online for the air source. They're never going to, it's rare that they're going to put on all the good stories. It's amazing. It's this. And that's what people concentrate on the, you know, the hard side of it. But yeah, I I think that people are slowly, but surely now, I think the energy crisis as well, that, you know, people are just trying to save on bills as and where they can, because we're seeing more full hits now with solar underfloor and air source you know, so we're seeing that that full hit now, where people are trying to just save money. I think that that's the biggest factor at the minute, rather than it being environmental. For me, it would be environmental, but I think that the biggest factor is the fear of people. What the what, how the bills are going to go, and you know how the energy crisis is going to go, and that the grants out there. So I think it's financial that's pushing it more than anything at the minute. Net zero and no carbon are buzzwords we hear every day. What support do you feel is needed in field to support heating engineers? And is there any more support the government can offer? Oh, God, so much more support. I just feel like they might as well just be throwing money off the back of the hand from a plane at the minute. <laughs> they're giving out all this money and they're not exactly really guiding people in the right direction to use it. it you know, fit a heat pump, fit a heat pump. It'll be great for a heat pump. But a lot of these houses need a little bit of insulation before they need a heat pump. And it's okay giving people money. If if somebody tells, there's people out there that will tell people, yeah, we'll put a heat pump in, it'll work. Let's get the £5,000 grant. And then they've got the money and the heat pump's either ill-designed, not commissioned right, doesn't work. It's in a house that's, you know, we know that they can work in metro fit houses. They don't have to be 100% insulated. But, yeah, I think it's the insulation and the education first for me. There certainly has to be planning there. It's, it's not got lucky. to be. You can't just... I think there's a lot of people out there that are just fitting heat pumps, convincing people that heat pumps are the right way without a proper design. We're throwing £5,000 at people now for an air source heat pump. But this fine that we're going to hit in a few years is going to far outweigh that. So we're going to throw all the money at the heat pumps. They're not going to work right. And then we're still going to be hit with this massive fine. So for me try and use the money that you you know we're going to be fine to offset the renewable technology i don't give it away don't give money away as a fine inject it in insulate improve the housing structure and then look at the heat pumps but you know just fitting a heat pump isn't solving the problem to what's out there to what needs doing to get to where we need to be if you put in net zero 
some of the first things that are going to come up are, we'll give you £5,000 for a heat pump because people have paid to be top of the Google search, you know, and that's the first things that are going to come up. So people seem to think that just throwing a heat pump in is 100% going to contribute. And maybe it will if it's designed properly and if it's commissioned properly and if it's installed properly. But just throwing a heat pump in and not looking at all the variables is never going to work. And they've got, that's just being let happen. So, you know. Is there a way to govern it, do you feel? It could be governed. It really, really, it really could. It costs less to govern it than it would to just dish out the £5,000 to everybody that asks for it. You know, I've seen a, I seen a situation where somebody installed a heat pump, claimed the grant, and then fitted the gas back in after. They put a hybrid system in. And that's the kind of things that you, you know, that, you, that you're up against. It's, it's, it shouldn't just be all about the money. And I think it's all been made about a price has been put on it to be an incentive. I could easily go and put a heat pump on my house and put it on all existing pipe work and then it's going to cost me a fortune to run. Maybe it doesn't. It probably is. <laughs> but um, And there's a lot of people doing that because they don't want the upheaval of having to change radiators, of having to change pipe work. Whereas if they looked at it properly, they might only have to change a couple of radiators. They might only have to change a bit of pipe work. But um, it's, just not, it's just not looked at properly. You know, the awareness of the design and the commissioning should be... It's paramount. Really. Paramount, that is the word. Paramount. It really <laughs> is. A lot of people disagree with me. Uh, don't care about you guys, to be honest. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that is the kind of thing that would be expected from me, though. There's not many people had a serious version of me, is there? Can we close with a piece of advice that you'd like to share to our listeners? You've achieved a huge amount in your career so far. So what would you say to fellow heating professionals out there as they look ahead to the ever-changing landscape of home heating? Um, oh, I'm not very really good at advice, Mark. Yeah, uh, yeah you are. <laughs> no, it's just, it, it's, I'd hate to think. It's like, I, that's why I sat, I sat on this for a bit, a little bit of the heating, the, the heating industry. And I sat and I thought I had this interest for it. But let myself, talk myself out of it every time in ways of you can't do that you can't do that and do you know what it cost me absolutely nothing cash wise nothing monetary wise to try Mm -hmm. so if you fail it it doesn't matter but i think that 90 percent of the time you know just 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 do it and all those times that you think you can't do it which for me must have been one million and eighty four but still powered through all those times i've I've still done it i've come I've, I've, i've come a long way in a short space of time and it is it's through absolute graft and other things taking a back seat but you've got to yeah you've, you've got to go it's a great industry to be in it's a great industry to be in it's like one big massive family that's how I feel it is anyway um, no, certainly attending the trade shows you get that yeah, feeling from yeah, installers that you've that. not seen for a long time and even social media I think I'm I think I'm in a group on Instagram with about 84 female trade female tradies so it's um, not that I can keep on top of it I'll just go in now and again <laughs> not that I can keep on top of it but this is females that you don't know this is women adding each other into a, into a system to make sure they know they've got a network just you've got to know there's a support this is such a big support know you're supported you know there's that many different avenues you can, that you can take it's like I've been at college I'm about to go into a different college to finish my gas um, just re- rely on the support that's around you. Just, just absolutely go for it. 
Absolutely, go for it because it's not even just. I think a lot, especially the the younger generation that will come up through this, um, in this industry, they're probably going to enjoy the social aspect that comes with it as well, um, because you'll find that you meet a lot of new people, you know, within the game. Because I know that there's a lot of people that meet up in different parts of the country. You know, I've one of my very good friends doesn't even live anywhere near me. Probably only met him a few times, spoke to him more, you know, more times than that. But it's, um, yeah, somebody young, confidence, just have absolute confidence in yourself to go through it and do it. And from the absolute dot, any of the negativity that you get, you've got to learn to kind of go through with that, deal with that and let it have no power, really. To make you stronger. Yeah, absolutely. Become More driven. A, be, become a friend of the stress. Befriend the stress. <laughs> That's what I discovered a few years ago. It's a thank you for coming and trying to help, but I'm okay here, so you can take a little step back. There are so many people that will support people, encourage people to develop their skill sets. So. Yeah, it's not just a female thing. It was at one point, I suppose. It can be a, a little bit cool and say that I, I did find myself supporting um females in the industry a little bit more because I felt at the point because of some of the negativity that I'd hit I felt that men were already made in the industry um and they didn't need the same amount of help and support that other women have but behind the scenes I've put a few people with engineers and you know that I've just needed that little bit of little bit of help and you know it 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 turns out that a lot of a lot of men need help just as much as, as the women do. It is an industry for everybody. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. And there's far more encouragement and, you know, far more support out there than what there was even five years ago. It was, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of your comments earlier have uh, surprised me somewhat. It's, it, it, well, this this is it. I mean, there's, there's so many more. Remember somebody bought a cylinder when we were at Williams as well and the actual... Uh, I would I say, come on, we'll go and get the cylinder. And he's like, is there no man that can carry it for me? And I'm like, you know, you've just said that. <laughs> you didn't even <laughs> think it. You've just said it. How, how do you go? Have you got this far through life? You know, and it's, it's just, yeah, it's... And people think that to say these things, not even thinking them, I mean, what world are they lived in? That, that that's okay to just say, you know... You want to sit and think, sit and think whatever you want, but you know I want to think back on some of them. It's not even infuriating; it's funny. But I did often think at the time, it's like I was in my thirties in the middle of all this, and if this these things were said to somebody that was say fresh out of college, or when you know early teens, even late teens, mm-hmm. they could really have been affected, and it really could have put them off even carrying on. Yeah. You know, it could have it could have put them off being in the industry, and I do think that at a point that we see a lot, a lot more, uh, a lot more college leavers now and that are doing apprenticeships and doing the gas, which I absolutely, I absolutely love. But I do think that that is what stops a lot of the fresh faces coming into the industry back in the day, especially female, because uh, I think they probably even hit things like that, not as severe as that, but even as as early on as college, I'm feeling that they'll have hit some animosities from. It, you know, I was the only female in my whole in my whole class, and I think of all the other gas related classes that were there, I think I only ever seen one other female. So um, it was a case of why <laughs> there's a reason for that, and I, I do think that a lot of 
you know, youngsters will have been talked out of it by the parents that feel like that's the way the sector is or they've hit any kind of animosity because I know people that haven't completed college I know people that have come out of college actually completed the gas gone on site and this one story without me actually even kind of naming and she had the most horrendous time to the point where she had herself on social media actually letting people see how upset she was and how detrimental it was to her mental health and it still continued after that so these people must have seen the Instagram and then still thought it was okay you know and she easily went through enough to put her off being in the industry and she didn't she fought through it I do feel like that's a a big part of why a lot of female engineers didn't come through because what they've hit early on in the career is that they felt like they didn't want to carry that on you feel like you can't just be at the same level as the male engineer that's next to you you feel like you've got to excel a little bit and be a little bit better or else you're open to you know negative comments and you know, possibly not even staying in your job. It's been an eye-opener for me because um, I didn't realise it still happened. So um, hopefully that will change. Yeah, it will change. It will change because the negativity will become the minority. So um, it will it will change because a lot of the people that are like that won't move forward with the sector. They won't move forward with the industry. Yeah, that's up to them to deal with. That's not our problem. Thank you, Emma, from myself and the listeners for joining us today on the Net Zero Heating Show. It's been fascinating hearing more about your career as well as discussing some of the key factors which are shaping the heating sector. Please join us next time when we'll be focusing the spotlight on underfloor heating. Grant UK supply a comprehensive range of low-carbon heating products, from the award-winning Arona 3 air source heat pump through to hybrids, solar thermal systems, underfloor heating systems and hot water cylinders, and not forgetting their HVO-compatible Vortex oil boilers. To discover more about these products, please visit grantuk.com forward slash professional forward slash products. We hope you've enjoyed this episode from the Net Zero Heating Show. Please subscribe to listen to more episodes and spread the word by sharing the podcast too. 